0: Glory, glory. Wow, what an exciting time to be in church, eh? Yeah. Favourite day of the week. Mind you, every day is a favourite for me. Every day is a good day, eh? Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Glory, glory. You know that song? You've probably got a gold card. <laughs> <laughs> glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow, what a great message last week by Howie, eh? Yeah. Wow, how to increase the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. That is good. I love that. He gave us four points. you remember them all? There was the greatest point. What was that? Complete surrender to God. Complete surrender. Yeah. Obedience. Agreeing with God. Worship. Oh, yeah. Learning to worship and be free in the worship. Yeah. Yeah. Flow of the Holy Spirit. I love it. Flying out through the worship team here. Yeah. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. We just honor your presence here today. Wairu Holy Spirit of the living God, we just acknowledge your presence here, flowing in us, living in us, moving in our midst today. We welcome encounter with you, with our God, with our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you're the head of the church. We just honor you. We open our hearts up completely to you this morning, and we just say, have your way. Speak to us. Let us hear your voice, uh, even that still small voice of love. And Father, we just thank you that you're here, looking on. Heaven's always open. We don't need to ask you to open heaven because we're your children and you'd never turn us out. You've welcomed us in and we just rejoice in your presence. We thank you that you live in us. We're honored to house you, our God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Wow. The flow of the Holy Spirit. Don't you just love it? I love it. I love the presence, hey? It's exciting. It's exciting. Proverbs uh, 14, verse 12, and also... If you You may see it up there, you may not, because I was a bit slow in handing in the the words, hey, that's good. It's in chapter um, 14, verse 12. It's it's the same words in chapter 16 of Proverbs, in verse 25. And it says, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. And what way is that way? Well, that's my way. My way, doing it my way. A way that seems right, living life my way, Having my thoughts, my emotions, yeah. yeah? It seems right. It seems normal. But the ends of it is a way of life? Death. Yeah, death. Woo! Wow. What way is that? Worry, fear, trying, entertainment. Cramming entertainment into your life, eh? Business. Worrying about business. Thinking about business. Well, it's good to think about business. It's the king's business we ought to be about. Jesus said I must be about our father's business. In other words, it's actually living in our soul, where you got our mind, our will, our emotions all working. Even my body, I've been having a bit of a diet lately, but my body's always crying out says, Paul, give me more food. I want more food. It's going, i going to be quiet. You know, but later on it's going, so shh. You know what I mean? It's like aggressive. And the hunger pains come up and say, you've got enough. You've got enough stored down there for a long time. You could go for a month without food. You don't need any more food. Be quiet. It's good to be able to live in your spirit and actually dictate not only to your, well, my soul dictates to my body, but what about living in the spirit and dictating to your soul, eh? It's great how the Lord, the Holy Spirit's got everything worked out this morning, by the way. I whispered to Carol partway through when Ruth was up there, how That very thing about Elijah, I actually had it down in my notes, and I deleted it yesterday in my notes. And then Ruth gets up and brings out exactly the same thing I had written down, the the wind that broke the rocks and the fire. And what was the third one? Earthquake. And I thought, oh, no, I'll take that out. Sure enough, Ruth brings it. See, the Lord orchestrates the church service. He's here. He's the head of the church. He's in control. That excites me when I see that stuff happening. Romans 8 verse 13 says, for if we live according to the flesh, we just listen to our flesh, that's the body crying out for food, or your soul and all the turmoil of your soul when you're worrying about things, if we do that, you will die. But if by the spirit, now your spirit's not in your head, the spirit is in your innermost being. Don't get the two confused, you know. It's in our innermost being. If if It says, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Praise God. Who wants to live today? Who's alive today in the Spirit? Come on. We saw a sister yesterday. We baptized her. Rabina. Glory, glory. You know, we, we, she went down into the waters in her soul, and she came out in the Spirit. Wow. You should have seen the difference between the two. Glory. So good to have you here this morning. Yeah, oh, it's exciting, hey, this... This stuff is just exciting, isn't it? The Lord's business. Glory. Wow. Someone gets angry because people don't understand them. Or they get accused of things they didn't do. Then the volcano erupts, doesn't it? Wow. And they're out of control. It's only natural. Volca- volcanoes are only natural. Someone gets tired with when the trial's that they face in life seem to continually come one after another like waves crashing on the, uh, the, the seashore and they just feel totally warmed out. The storm breaks out and, the, and they're swamped and they just feel they can't even go on anymore. Storms are only natural. Storms are only natural. Someone goes through a dry, hot, uh, barren time in their soul and the dust gets in their eyes. That's what happens in the desert, isn't it? There's dust. And then they realize they're made out of dust. And so myself, is just getting in my eyes. And it's only natural. Yeah? Someone feels that all is lost and there is no hope. And the dark clouds of this depression come across the sky. And it shuts out the light of the sun, the S-O-N, the Son of God. And it's only natural for clouds to come. It's only natural. What's the state of your soul today? Is it only just natural? Yeah, is that the condition of your soul, of your heart today? Just natural? Influenced by what you're going through? I'm pretty sure Ian shared this once before. There was perched on a branch, these two birds, and they were observing passers by, going past, and rushing from one place to another, and uh, stressed out and, and uh, looking at their faces. One bird says to the other bird, Why is man so full of worries and cares? The other bird answers him and says, Maybe they don't have a heavenly Father like we do. Maybe they don't have a heavenly Father like we do. It's incredible. I woke up about 5 o'clock this morning. At the very crack of dawn, the birds are just sitting perched in the trees, and, and the moment there's even the remotest uh, glimmer of a break of day, it's not even getting light, and they start twittering and getting excited about the day coming. It's still not light enough for them to see the sea to fly around, but they're getting excited in the trees. It's incredible. And they're bringing in the day with joy and worshipping. They're not thinking about all the worry of, uh, you know, how am I going to make it through this day? <laughs> or I wonder if I saved up enough worms from yesterday to eat today. Who likes spaghetti? <laughs> it's not part of the message, so don't worry about that. Sorry, that's just out there. <laughs> any anyway. rate. See the problem is with us we get taken up with the how h o w how how am i going to get through today how am i going to get friends at school how am i going to save up for a deposit on a house how how am i going to get through this exam at school how how am i uh how am I, how, how am i going to you know watch over the children is this happening this in the world how can i bring them up you know there's all these How's going on in our soul, and uh, what the Lord was saying to me this week. And I did listen to a very good message too after I'd written that down. I looked it up on the internet. Joel Osteen last Sunday preached an awesome message on, on that subject. Uh, we forget who we are, he spoke on the difference between the how and the who. Yeah. You see, we get confused. I, I believe it's the enemy just confusing us sometimes, we can blame him for everything because he's responsible for most of it, isn't he? <laughs> all that is not of God, yeah? The If you look at it, the who, who you are, is more important than the how you're going to do something. See, I'm a son of the living God. God is my Father. He has promised to take care of me. He will meet and supply all my needs according to the full riches that He has in glory through Jesus And there's evidence that he's going to do it, but you look to the cross, and he's not going to hold anything of heaven back. If you look at those two words, we get taken up with the how in our soul, H-O-W, but it's the same letters in the who. It's just jumbled up, uh, W-H-O. See, I did learn that at school. W-H-O, I'm a good speller, see? I've got past three letter words, good. So, yeah, Let's not get confused. Try, you know, spending all your time through the week on the how and forgetting who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You are the Son of the Living God. You are the daughter of God. You're a near of God and a joint heir with Christ. Yeah. Yes? There we go. Okay. <laughs> anyway, December. My birthday's in December. I won't tell you what date it is. It's, um, it's my natural birthday. It was an absolute miracle when I was born. Glory to God. Amazing. It was, abs- it's, it's supernatural. Birth is such an amazing thing, amazing process, eh? For a baby to be formed into the womb and someone to be born. What a miracle. What a miracle. But you know, that's when I was born naturally. But, but I've got a greater birthday. And that's when I was born spiritually. When I heard the voice of God saying to me, repent, have a change of heart, Paul, you're taking up with everything of yourself, repent, he said exactly what John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, it's right there at your fingertips almost, but you're holding on to your soul, until you let go of your soul, soul, you're not going to be able to reach that extra inch or two to grab hold of what God's got. You can't have both. you got to let go of something. You have to repent. You have to, you know, and when, you, when you've trodden a pathway and a journey for life for a long time and you've been doing the same things and living from the same place time after time, it's hard to change. We don't have to try and change. He'll change us. And I got born of the Spirit and the Word. I heard the message of the Gospel that Jesus died in my place so I could die to myself see if you live according to the flesh you'll die there's death there but if you by the spirit put to death the deeds of your body you will live and I was made alive in the spirit I received Jesus as Lord of my life I turned away from going my own way Isaiah said all we like sheep have gone astray we've turned everyone to his own way i turned from my own way To follow the Lord. He became my source. Before that, my soul was my source. But my soul got saved. Is your soul saved? Or are you still living from that old source within you? Are you the source of everything, trying to control everything in your family? Or are you just handing it all over to God? Casting all your care upon Him because He cares for you. You'd have much greater care if that's the case. If in, in reality, that's what's happening, yeah? Anyway, any rate, just a thought. So my first question today, of course, is who are you? Who are you? I ask you that. Who are you? Who are you really? You know, when I mainly meet someone, I say, oh, how are you? And I've been thinking just this week, I've been thinking, that's not really right. I should be going and say, who are you? Mind well, you, that might be a bit rude, Hey, Someone walks into the church, you haven't seen them before, and you go, who are you? They go, what? What do you mean? Who are you? Well, I'm the son of the living God. Son of a gun. No, sorry. <laughs> Praise God. But yes, he has lifted us to such heights. He's, he's raised us up with Christ, blessed us with all spiritual blessings. What, a, what an amazing dad we have. What an amazing God. So who are you? What is your identity? See, the question is, is your identity achieved or is your identity received? Are you trying to achieve your identity? Are you trying to live a good Christian life? And then you find out this is just getting too tough. I can't do this. I keep failing all the time. You're trying to achieve your de- identity. See, when I say, who are you? I'm not saying, who are you trying to be? I'm just saying, who, who have you been made? Yeah. Who, have you, you know, who really are you? Are you in Adam or are you in Christ? Have you been born of the Spirit? Have you been Born again? Born again? Born of the Spirit of light from above into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's Calvary's blood. Yeah, is that you? Justified, made right in God's presence. See, when you, if your identity is found in achieving something, well, then there's a lot of people who are are left out. Because in some areas, you're going to be better than other people. Because you're a higher achiever. And, um, and that makes you better than others in that area. See, so often we become performance orientated, and it's all about achieving rather than receiving. But our Father wants you just to receive your identity from Him and stand in that identity. Who are you? You're not just a nobody. You've been made in the image of our God, our Father. You're His children. That's who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are so important. He rejoices over you. He delights in you. See, in in this world, people often look to others for their self-esteem, for affirmation. They look to their peers. They look to their friends, their parents, their coach, their boss, their wife. Am I doing all right? Rubbish. Well, see, I still feel all right about that. If I'm doing rubbish, well, that's fine, because I'm not looking to, for, to Ruth for affirmation. I, there was a time, yeah, just as well, she's because she'll just tell me what she thinks. And I, there was a time when that used to get me really down. What? How can you say those things? You know, Ruth doesn't look to me. No, you weren't that bad. No, she wasn't that, she wasn't that bad. She was actually, no, Stop. She's very good. She's a wonderful wife. I thank the Lord for every day. She's the most... Yeah, sweeten it up a bit. Right. So don't look to your wife or your husband for affirmation. Or your peers, or your boss, or your coach. Get your affirmation from your Heavenly Father, from His Word, from His Spirit. Yes? See, you receive your identity. You don't achieve your identity. If you take nothing away... Learn that today when we say, who are you? You receive your identity, you don't achieve it. A lot of time is spent by a lot of people trying to achieve something. And, and, and they wonder why they get depressed and down and, and life's so difficult. It needs, see, identity needs to come from a person that will never let you down. Yeah? They can't be a person that's up and down constantly like that. Are you like that? Are your friends like that? Yeah? And, and, and it can't be your self-achievement that gives you identity. Because what happens is you fail. You'll be crashing again. You'll be crashing again. There's only one person that's not up and down. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Father sent the Son to be a saviour of the world. And your soul can be saved today if you Repent. And believe the gospel that God was in Christ reconciling you to himself. And he's made everything right on your behalf. And you can turn away from living from your soul and you can walk in the Spirit. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, not those that are led by their own soul and their own self. Ooh! Ow! It's a good word right there. That's a good word right there. When you feel that, ow, ooh. When you feel that, ooh, it's a good word. (laughs) Glory, glory. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. Who makes you to differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? For we can't boast, can we? Now, if you did not receive it, why do you boast as if you... uh, If you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? No room for pride. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Are you a child of God? Have you been born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God? Have you been born again of the Spirit of God? Are you living in the Spirit? Are you filled with His Spirit? He wants to fill you today. He wants to encounter you today. Sister, the verse was 1 Corinthians 4 and 7. Glory. (laughs) Taking notes, look at that. Praise God. But I just pray that the Lord would just, you'd encounter the Lord today. Yeah. We don't need another message. We don't need another sermon. We need an encounter from the Lord. That's what we need here at Excite. We have sermons upon sermons and messages upon messages at our fingertips on, on Google. You know, we can go and get all sorts of messages. We've heard many over the years, but it's encounter we want. Encountering the living God. That's what brings transformation. Knowledge puffs up, love builds up. You can be a recipient of the love of your Father if you stand in the place where Christ stood. If you know who you are, if you've got His identity, if you're one with Him and one with the Father. Standing as a son of the living God. Glory to God. Who are you? I want to tell you that the God of the universe loves you. He rejoices over you with singing. His thoughts for you are more to be numbered than the sand on the seashore. If you ever stray away, He'll make it His priority to go after you. Yes? When your identity is in Christ, you are truly secure. No one can make you feel any less or any more because you're secure. Your identity comes from Him. You're only interested in what the Father says about you. And you're secure. It's a good place to be. I wasn't always in that place. I was very insecure. I was born very insecure for many years, even after I became a believer in in God. I lived a lot of the time of my life in my soul, and it was insecure. Praise God. Thank you that we can cling to the Lord with purpose of heart, that we can reach out to Him by faith, and He becomes our portion. Glory to God. You cannot be less than what you have been made by Him. You can't undo what he's done. Who are you? Who are you? So, how do you get your identity? Well, first, he's created you and he's redeemed you. That's a new identity. Yeah? He's birthed you. You've been born again of his spirit. That's a new identity. God has adopted you into his family. That's a new identity, isn't it? You're a citizen of heaven. That's a new identity. You're here as an ambassador representing another land. Glory. Representing your father here on earth. Glory. That's a new identity. You're united with Christ. That's a new identity. God has made you accepted in in his beloved son. That's a new identity. He has provided security for you. He carries you on his shoulders. He has perfected you forever. He has blessed you with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will complete the good work that He's begun in your heart and in your life. That's your identity. You're a son or daughter of the living God. He dwells in you. you if you've received Jesus, you're in Him. You're one with Him and one with the Father. There is no, nothing that can touch that. Yes? Glory, glory. How did he, but how did He accomplish all this? If it's that wonderful and that amazing, how did, he, how did He accomplish it at all? Well, he showed up one day with skin on, didn't he? The creator of the universe took that stoop and became a man that he might go to the cross and he died for you. Why did he die? Because there was something that needed to be judged. There was something that needed to, be, to die. And it was all judged there by our father at the cross. All that was not of him. All that self-centeredness, because that wasn't from God. He is not self-centered. Love is other centered. He always desires the highest good of another and He desires your highest good. And no matter what it would cost Himself, He would not hold back in any way, but He sent His Son to be your Savior. That's how He accomplished it. Christ died and He was buried so that all of that was not of God goes out of sight. That's what I said about our sister yesterday. She entered the water, the baptismal waters, which is a picture of that, but it's more than that. It's a prophetic act and God is there and it's a transformation. It's many things. But she enters into the water in her soul, but she comes out in the spirit. Christ died for our sins so that we could enter into death and no longer live from our soul, no longer get our identity from our soul. We could go down and bury that forever and then come up and we could walk in unison of life looking to the Lord in our spirit, alive in the spirit, one with him and one with the Father. Glory, That's, that's how we get our identity. It was paid for. It was a tremendous price, a great cost. You can die. He died so you could die to all that old self-identity, so you could die to all this world's identity. Don't be distracted by this world. A lot of it's not real, not true, doesn't last for eternity, but come to the eternal Word of God and come to our Father and get to find out what He says and what he's done. Don't let uh, cultural captivity be that which defines you. We get affected by what goes on in the world today, what we see on the news, what we learn at school. All through our lives, we get conditioned what's happening in our nation. We get conditioned by what's around us, but be conditioned by heaven. Get heaven's culture into you. Who are you? If, you, if Jesus gave up everything for you, for me, Shouldn't I give up everything for him? That's the deal. Every area of my heart, every area of my soul. Nothing to hold on to. That's what I was saying. You could hold on to that. But the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. But I can't hold on to both at the same time. So are you going to hold on to those feelings and all those thoughts? And yeah, but I feel this. Yeah, I know that's right, but I do, I'm feeling this. You know, or are you going to. Repent. Are you going to turn from there and just believe? Who are you? Yeah? Glory, glory. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Not your own. It's not something that you can achieve. His righteousness. It's something you can receive, not achieve. It's not very deep. It's very simple. But it is infinitely deep. It's infinitely amazing. So instead of trying to work out how you are, or how are you, think about who you are. Who are you? Is the band coming up? <laughs> glory, glory. The band's all ready to go. Ho. Oh. Two minutes 31 seconds. 29, 28. Have I really been preaching for that long? Sorry, you're not supposed to bring attention to that sort of thing. Eh? You can't see that, can you? What's that? Shut up. No, no, it doesn't say that. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. It doesn't say that. Come on. See, you're getting distracted again, see? Who are you? Come on. Don't let the pastor distract you. <laughs> well, I think God's been speaking to some of us today. I know He has. The second question is, I've got two more questions yet, but they're very quick. And uh, who is Jesus? Jesus truly is the Son of God. He's truly God, and He's truly human. So who are you, but who, who is Jesus? That's a good question. He's God, and He's human in the one person. Yeah, that's important to know that. Because it affects all doctrine, all teaching. He you know, back in Genesis when God said, when the Godhead spoke together and they said, Let us make man in our image and likeness, the exact image and likeness is Jesus. He's the exact image of the Father. There is no other one who is the exact image of God in his likeness. But Jesus is the only man that was that. Adam God breathed into Adam's nostrils a breath of life and he became a living soul. But God is a spirit, not a soul. Jesus had a soul. Ooh, Yeah. And he says in Psalm 69 verse 1 and 2, he says, Save me, save me, O God. It's prophetic of his suffering at the cross. He suffered as a man in his soul because all that activity in your soul cost him that and my soul it cost him that all that unbelief and all that worry and all that stress and us trying to achieve something it all cost him that and he had a soul he was he was born amazingly the creator of the universe became a man and and he was born and he, he was spirit first and then he was soul and he also had a body and you know what they did to his body and he suffered. In his soul, and we hear it in Psalm 69: Save me, O God, for the waters that's the waters of judgment. It's like the roaring, raging sea. So much of it, he said, The waters are coming unto my soul. He says, I sink in deep mire or mud where there is no standing. And that's exactly where you'll be standing in your soul if you're not don't know who you are. He knew who he was, but he came to where we were lost, no standing. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing in his soul, so that you could be born again in the spirit. Glory. What amazing love. What amazing grace. For Jesus, his soul wasn't the source, but his Father was his source. He said, I do always the things that please the Father. Jesus is the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. That that word incorruptible means He cannot be corrupted. He is the eternal Word. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of man. And the light shone in darkness right into your soul. And the darkness doesn't understand it. And I've done all that, and I've been to church. The darkness comprehends it not. But will you receive Him today? See, the word, the message is spiritual. God is a spirit, and He's speaking right into your spirit now. Your spirit receives the word. It'll come alive. The Holy Spirit. I don't know how it works. The work of new birth, just like the natural birth is such a miracle, the work of new birth is a, a great miracle as well. Much greater miracle. He is eternally pure and sinless, the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to know that. For when you... Have your identity in Him. You have complete standing. Not only is He an incorruptible Word, but He is eternally pure and sinless. You know what? You could throw all the dirt in the world at Him. All the filth, all the darkness and sin, you could throw it all on Jesus. And He would remain clean, sinless, he would shine in even greater glory. And that's exactly what happened at the cross to prove who He really was. It was all heaped upon Him, thrown upon Him, and He bore our sin and His own body on the tree. All that selfishness. Wow. What an amazing story. What amazing grace. What amazing redemption. Who is Jesus? He's the Creator of the universe. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Glory. Who are you? Well, you're a king too because you're linked with Him. You're alive in Him. You are a Lord. You're a king. You reign with Him. We're heirs of God. We're joint heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ. You can take authority over what's going on in your family. You can take authority over what's going on in your soul. You can live from your spirit. You can take authority what's happening in the community, in our nation. We take authority over that because we reign with our Lord. We live with Him. God has raised us up. He's creating kings and priests and lords in the house today who are you? ah God wouldn't you can't be any higher in our father's eyes he's not going to hold anything back he's given it all yes who is Jesus to you? that's the last question three minutes and a half over plus three it's in red does red mean stop or does it mean carry on? was it red or green? means you've got another couple of hours Another couple of hours. See, we we have grace. We believe in grace in the house. Glory. Who is Jesus to you? Is he someone? Here's a point. This is a short point. Is he someone you try and follow? Or is he your life? Did you hear that? Who is Jesus to you? That's all I'm going to say about that. Is he someone that you're trying to follow? Or is he your life? Because those two things are an eternity apart. If if He's just someone you're trying to follow and He's not your life, well, you're probably messing up along the way and that'll affect what you feel about yourself and that'll leave you feeling empty. But if He's your life, you'll just completely just continue to feed on Him. You'll glory in the Lord. Let Him that glories. Let Him glory in the Lord. He'll be your life. Okay, last verse. Romans 8. Verse 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our soul. No, spirit. Yeah, big difference between the soul and spirit. The spirit of himself, himself, the spirit himself, that's the spirit of God, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Have you got that witness? Have you got that witness? If you haven't got that witness in you today, with every head bowed and every eye closed here today, I want to give you an opportunity to receive the Lord Jesus Christ today, you alone have the uh, the keys to the door hinge on the inside of your heart to open up your heart and receive Jesus in as Lord of your life. And if you've never invited him in to be Lord of all in your life, today's the time you can invite him in. If you felt the Spirit of God speaking into your heart today, perhaps you have been saved, you can invite him in afresh to be Lord of all. If, you're, if you're, your soul is taken over with worry and care, you can come back to where you started with the Lord. And you can trust in Him with all your heart and not lean to your own understanding anymore. You can acknowledge Him in all your ways. And I'll tell you the truth, He'll direct your paths. He will lead you through life. He will lead you into all that He has for you. Glory to God. So if that's you, with every head bowed and eye closed, raise your hand. Thank you, Lord. Jesus whether we're coming back to the Lord or whether we're receiving Him for the first time thank you Father hallelujah anyone else I see that hand anyone else thank you Jesus okay we'll pray together and thank you for putting your hand up dear Lord Jesus thank you for loving me even when I've ignored you I need you in my life. And I'm sorry for my selfishness. i ask you to forgive me. I believe you that you died and rose again for me. I ask you to come into my heart, into my life, and be my Lord and Savior from now on. Thank you for the gift of life. Eternal life. Amen. Glory. Wow. What a party. The Bible says there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Glory to God. We welcome you into the family of God. Our Father loves you. You were created in His image from the beginning. Let's stand and sing together.